50-some years in ministry, there's, we preach on most of the subjects. But our subject this morning is imperative, imperative of sound doctrine. And if I ask you what your doctrine is, I'm merely asking you, what do you believe? First Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. He besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, and when I went to Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies with minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. One verse in chapter 3, verse 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou ought to have behaved thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Doctrine is what divides. Uh, if I had one statement given to me more than any other statement out on visitation, is that... Uh, we believe you put too much emphasis upon doctrine. Uh, I would like to be so attached to doctrine that somebody may say that, but uh, you certainly can never put too much emphasis upon sound doctrine because sound doctrine is what you believe. If I ask you what your doctrine is, I'm asking you what do you believe about how man is saved, grace, Sovereignty, uh, election, predestination, justification, glorification. We just name all of these things that we have been taught over the years and God has showed us. But a de-emphasizing of doctrine is a tactic of the ecumenical movement. Leads to doctrinal ignorance. Doctrinal ignorance leads to one world church. And that's why we put a lot of emphasis upon doctrine that our Lord and Savior did, you know, divide of doctrine. Notice with me in Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, when we look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning with verse 3, Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, said, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one Spirit, even as ye are in the one hope, of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Now, this is a church letter, and he said, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. He beseech or to plead with you 
beg you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. If God have called you out of darkness, Paul said, I beg you to walk like you've been called out of darkness. There will be a change, not should be, might be, there will be. Some will change quicker, some will grow faster, but it's just like a baby, you know. Some babies speak earlier, some babies teeth earlier. That's just normal. It doesn't mean that the baby is slow because he doesn't do as much as them. God let us grow physically and spiritually at our own rate. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14.33, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Think about that. God is not the author of confusion. So if God saved me, God saved Callie, we're going to have more in common than we are disagreement. And the disagreement will come simply because one of us have not grew as fast as the other. One of us have not studied as much as the other. One of us have not prayed as much as the other. Or whatever reason God may choose. But, but when we get to the end of it, when we grow in grace and knowledge, we will all agree on doctrine. Because doctrine is what Jesus Christ is all about. The doctrine of election. I'm thankful for that. The world out there don't know what election is. Election. If God had not elected me, I would not hear the word. I would not believe the word. I wouldn't be, be saved. But that doesn't mean, as the hard shell will teach you, you know, if you are elected, you don't have to hear the word of God. I'm telling you, according to the Bible, you do. You can't be saved without hearing the word of God. And not with natural years, but with spiritual years. The call of doctrine sound men. You know, he said here in our uh, text, you know, when we read here in uh, 1 Timothy, you know, he said beginning with verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God. Your pastor is a child of God by the commandment of God. God chose me in his son before he created this world. But with that electing, there is a process. Just like pregnancy. When that egg and sperm unite, the woman is pregnant. That's just the beginning for that child to be what it should be and the mother what it should be. There's a process that goes through. That's why that when my wife was with a child, you know, I heard this, you know, the doctor recommends that I eat this and don't eat this and drink this and don't drink this. 
you know, because it's one of his that the woman is carrying. Our responsibility as a mother and father is to try to take care of that pregnancy for nine months. Why wouldn't it be the same way because spiritual birth starts out the same way. We're a babe. We're a babe. So I go back to the statement that he didn't understand what he was saying, but, you know, and most of you know who I'm talking about. What's wrong with these kids? What's wrong with these teenagers? Us old people. And we buy into it. Don't you drink. You're not old enough to drink. What age is it you old enough to drink? What age is it that you're old enough to start making decisions that leave God out? God chose you. He elected you. And when we have an election, and Lord, we need that in this country. We need it in this state. We need it in this county. We need people that when they're elected to an office to do the job. Why isn't that the same for, for God's people? God chose me on purpose and for a purpose. He's got a job for me to do. And I gave a day. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not certain. So my life is based in these waking hours. Dividing of doctrine. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 4, 3 through 6, as we read, endeavoring, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. It's a job to live what you say you believe. It's not easy. That statement that men used to tell me on visitation was Got to be the most idiotic statement I ever heard in my life. Well, you know, church is just for kids and old women. You know, give me a chapter and verse for that. For everyone that he has saved by his grace and the doctrine. So the call of doctrinal sound men, as we looked at Timothy. You know, verse 1, qualifications for God's man. Sound doctrine. Men, before we we need to know what that person believes. I could tell you the secret of some of that, but we don't have time today. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 3. God says here in John, the third chapter, and the 34th verse, For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. What does that mean? I don't have the right to speak anything that I want to speak. For he whom God has sent 
speaketh the words of God not by measure unto him. He doesn't have the right to preach anything you do. He's been given the right to preach that which God has given him. It's a qualification for God's man. It's a qualification. It's what he meant. Or he the words of God. How can I call of God or not? He preached. But he speaks man. What does he speak? What does he say? He may not remember it, but we went to Georgia. Me and Steve, Ray and Mark. And this guy got up to preach and he wore yellow. His car was yellow. His house was yellow. He had everything yellow. And almost everybody in the congregation, when they rose for a break, said, what did he preach? He didn't preach nothing. When you can't get the subject out of a man when he preaches 35, 40 minutes, that means he didn't preach nothing. Now, I don't care about his yellow, you know, he didn't have wired yellow hair, yellow, everything, I don't care. But if you're going to get up and preach behind the pulpit, you've got only one right, and that is to preach the word of God as it is to the people as they are. Other than that, you're taking the responsibility God did not give you. You know, Isaiah 8.20 said to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. I mean, you ought to underline Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20. God said, if I don't preach the truth, it's because there's no light in me. In other words, I'm not saved. Because a saved man that's been called of God to preach will preach the truth. He'll preach the word if he preaches to himself. Sound doctrine is a blessing to God's people. It's a blessing to God's people. You know. Notice with me in 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse uh, 17, I believe. Yes. 1 Timothy 5, 17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. You know, so you, you ask, how much is a man worth to the church that preaches the word of God as it is to them as they are? We don't have enough money. You don't have enough money. Because God is simply saying here, let the elders that rule well be count worthy of double honor, especially they that labor in the word and doctrine. I mean, honor. We need to realize that, that 
doctrinal sound men. We go back and what is God saying? Our text in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, Unto Timothy, my own son, in the face of mercy and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Then we go over to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. Look here. Said Second Timothy chapter two verse two, and said thou hast heard of me among many witness, the same from thou to faith in, who shall be able to teach others also. We can doesn't know what he believes. We shouldn't ordain a man out of this church unless he believes what this church believes. Because as he goes preaching, he represents this church. Then we have these, well, he's his own man. Yes, I, he may not preach the style I preach. He may not preach the other preacher, but he'll preach the word. If he doesn't preach the word, it's because God has not Called him. Responsibility of a doctrinal sound man. Verse 3 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Let's go to Acts chapter 20. Acts, the 20th chapter. As we look at verse 28 and 29, we're dealing with the responsibility of a doctrinal sound man. He says here in Acts 20, verse 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves, to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseer to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you and sparing and not sparing the flock. You would be Shocked at these churches, such in the state of Kentucky, that has no pastor. And no sound pastor will take it because they don't want the word. But God tells me, and He tells you, if you're looking for a pastor, you know, that take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. And in verse 29, he said, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. You know, then a church without a pastor gets desperate. Somebody walks in and says, I'm called. I'll be glad to pastor. 
They, God answered our prayers. Really? When I leave, if you call a, a man, you are to make sure his stand on every doctrine. If he don't believe in doctrine, you should not. You should not. As Dora used to tell me, you do something like that, and I'll come back and hate you. <laughs> I'll do what's necessary. admonition of doctrinal sound men. Swim me. Oh, I said to God. I said, I said, rather, chapter 2, verse 16. Notice what God said. But son, provane, and thing babbling, for they will us. No. Gone to a revival where the man was highly exalted. Are y'all going to be blessed? That's a lot of them. That's what they want. They do. Pastor makes them uncomfortable. Well, let me say, Pastor didn't make them uncomfortable. They do. They lead. First Timothy chapter 6. In verse 20, 40, and this admitted crust that saves you will keep you in his will. We avoid some have the ability if certain hook up thing from the person of God's word to decrease one see. And how to divorces and genealogies intentionally for they are in vain. No testament is not for us. Of their ignorance. But of their ignorance about the Bible because there's no old testament hit with self. You know, so. Uh, these preachers that want to say, well, you know, we got to keep modern, but we got to be sound, but modern. What these new moderns are. So you see, but what's the sound doctrine? Sound doctrine is found in Proverbs, my favorite old book. Verse four two. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not the see. So if this, I will give you good doctrine, then we got to assume that there's. But the bad doctrine came from God. Doctrine is one that we all familiar. Nothing to do. God is in full control. That's a partial truth. God is in totally control. God could have kept Eve from, from sinning. God could have kept Adam from sinning. But we have everything after God saves us to live the way God wants us to live. And if I sin this afternoon, it's not God's fault. See, because when we look at God's word 
and we, we see God's word in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, which is a beautiful verse, said that all scripture is given. And I always like to point out on visitation when somebody said, but uh, uh, y'all practice this or, or, or you believe this or you believe that. That's not for us today. It's not. That God said now in the John chapter 1 has a limit. But God said it here in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. He said all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And this is what I like. And is profitable for doctrine. In other words, it is it is uh, it is profitable for what you believe, Steve. So when a person don't like doctrine, you've asked them, "What do you believe?" And they like like you ask them a million dollar question. Doctrine describes you. It describes how strong you are in the faith. It tells whether you believe all the word is true, but only what you choose to be true. But God said all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now notice that the man of God may be perfect. A better translation would have been mature. Because in that particular instance, we know that no one is perfect by what they believe. We're perfect because Christ saved us. But that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. man that serves God faithfully is a strong doctrinal man or woman. God said it, I believe it. Do you understand it? Not necessarily. I don't understand how one man could die for all of, all these people that are saved. How can one man do that? Well, it's not as complicated as it may seem, but that one man was the God-man. He was a God-man. Even though he was man, he never ceased to be God. And God can do all things. Sound doctrine is found in the willingness to do God's will. I mean, John, Gospel of St. John, chapter 7 and verse 17. God said here, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Now, notice that. If any man will do his will. When we're in the will of God, God gives us assurance that what we believe is true. If any man 
will do his will. He shall know. Sound doctrine is found in following your pastor's teaching. You ought to be able to follow my teaching. And if you can't follow my teaching, then you got to ask one of us wrong, one of us in trouble. Let's see what the Word says. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear, verse 43, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. See, what God wants is unity. Is unity. I don't mean that the person is a bad person or that I'm a bad person, but if whoever is preaching the word of God and we read the scriptures, you know, God tells us certain things. And uh, he said in Acts 2.42, you know, it's just pretty clear. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. When we look at God's word and we go back to the book of 1 Timothy and we see chapter 5 and verse 17. <coughs> Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. See, you can preach the word without ever preaching doctrine. But you can't preach the word of God thoroughly without preaching doctrine. They go hand in hand. So God said, you know, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So there's a lot of people that believe the word as long as you don't touch doctrine. Don't tell me that God didn't elect everybody. Then let me ask a simple question. Who's in hell? Chickens? He didn't elect everybody. But I don't know who the elect are, so I just preach to everybody. Amen? Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. What does God say? He said, Second Timothy, get over here out of First Timothy, 
2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2 said, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. See, everything I believe I can trace back to one of his doctrines. I believe God knows who he died for. Oh, that sounds like election. That sounds like predestination. You know, everything goes back to a doctrine. So if you don't believe doctrine, you only believe part of the Bible. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14. Young Timothy said, But continue. Thou in things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Oh, that's a very important verse. Uh, that's, that's probably one of the most important verses I've read. But continue thou in things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Who did you learn them from? Well, I, I learned it from a pastor. Did he show you in the scripture? No, then that's his opinion. But if I give you chapter and verse, it's no longer my opinion. You're not disagreeing with me, you're disagreeing with God. And that's not a good place to be. Because he's chasing those he loves. And if you're saved, he loves you. And if you're wrong, he'll chasten you because he does love you. Second Timothy chapter 1. Second Timothy chapter 1. Notice here in verse 13. <coughs> he said, Hold fast that form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. That's why I never get personally mad at anybody that disagrees with me. Because if you disagree with God's word, you've got a problem with God. You don't have a problem with me. It's like shooting the mailman because he brings you bills. He's just doing his job. You know. Hold fast that form of doctrine. So we need to understand that. We need to realize that. So, God, just a few more minutes this morning, but... Uh, you know, he says sound doctrine is found in studying God's word, and, and that's what he says here in First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. And we'll <coughs> close with this verse. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith. Now, all, all God is talking about here is that whatever office we hold, we need to hold that faithfully. 
But in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13, he said, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. That means you'll never, never, never outgrow doctrine. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this study. We just pray for